What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because we got a ridiculously long episode here. Okay, I know it's super overdue, but this episode we are talking about the $6,000 shirt and the crazy state of the vintage t-shirt market, all the lives going on, and just some interesting views on what's happening. I actually have four guests on today's episode. I have Sean, Shop Monarch Studios. I got PFR, uh, Jace of PFR. I got Ava of Unseen Clothing, and I got Sean McAvoy of Amazon Men's Room, okay? I wanted different opinions on what is going on right now in the t-shirt market. Obviously, through COVID, it's just gone crazy. Prices have gone way up. People are bidding these things up. Um, it's almost got its own economy going on here. It's hard to understand. I am super analytical in everything I do, so I study this stuff and I look into it, and it's very, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you. Again, this episode, we're talking about the $6,000 t-shirt. It's a long one. I tried to edit it down, um, but these conversations just kept on going and going and going. Okay, Jace, my man, PFR, welcome back to the show, Vintage and Stuff. Good to be back, dog. Thank you for having me. You know, do you know your episode is the most viewed episode? Is it really? Yeah, buddy. I don't That's know very, why. It's very dope to hear. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it, it is the most viewed for some reason, but it's fucking, by a lot on like certain episodes. Hell yeah. Means we gotta uh, do a re-up. Exactly. So this is gonna be a short one today. Today we are talking about... What everyone's talking about is the $6,000 shirt. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So, Disney shirt sold 6K. Genie, Aladdin, DeSantis. Apparently, I found out today, talking to someone else, it was a DeSantis licensed, but not DeSantis tag. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. I was uh, picking with the homie Jurassic Park yesterday, and I was telling him that. I was like, I was pretty sure it's for the loom tag, right? DeSantis copyright. What's your take on it, man? To be honest, man, I'm not sure what to uh, what to take on or what to think of what's what's currently going on. I mean, obviously things are good. I think it's a mix of good and kind of uh, volatile. Um, I was explaining to someone um, for those those that have seen SpongeBob, there's an episode of SpongeBob where I think they're painting like Mr. Krabs' basement, and um, there's a, a big bubble of paint, and they can't get it on any of the pictures, whatever. So SpongeBob's freaking out; the bubble's gonna pop. And Patrick's sitting there; he puts like an air pump in, and he's like, "Nonsense! Like it can get bigger." 
he just keeps pumping it. And I was explaining to someone, I feel like that's kind of what's going on. It's like people definitely need to be cautious. Like the bubble will burst. I mean, you've always told me that, you know, with anything as far as business, um, it's not like things can just keep forever expanding, you know, like they're going to plateau for sure. Um, yeah, price it. Yeah, you're right. Like the quicker they rise, the quicker they fall is a definitely a truth, a true saying, but the, I think the business can expand, but like there's only so much the ceiling can, can take for the prices. Exactly. Like, so then like to go off what you said, like, so yeah, where kind of, where do we go from here? would be my rebuttal like is is everyone going to pay six thousand dollars for this shirt now definitely not uh, oh they're going to pay ten <laughs> <laughs> i had someone tell me they think things will go like um kind of like how sneakers did with StockX, where you know now it's going to be a bunch of people wanting 4k at least and it's just going to come to a standstill because it's not a realistic number at all like how long until somebody makes a stock x for vintage what's that how long until somebody makes a stock X for vintage? I know, right? I'm surprised. I mean, shoot, they're already messing with, uh, uh, you Baseball know, cards. Yeah. yeah. I heard the that. Thing would be, it would be hard for that, I think, would be grading. What do you think? I mean, do you think they could adapt? Yeah, because I, don't, I never have bought. Have you ever bought on stock X? I don't think I've ever bought. I've sold, but not bought. So they actually take it all into their central warehouse, and then they ship it out from there. They authenticate it, right? Mm -hmm. They have, like, the authenticators there and stuff. So they that would be like a team of vintage experts, which, shit. There's a job. There's yeah. a job, dog. <laughs> it could be dope. I got homies that already work at StockX, so. But I don't know. I mean, that could be, you know, the future of things. But if we start seeing pieces on StockX, and that would be, like, even crazier for the market, you know? Yeah, the the problem is on StockX, there's way more vintage vintage variants and garments than sneakers, right? Yeah. Sneakers are very standardized. It's like if you have a you know, whatever a Jordan at a certain size and it's dead stock, that's it. But like, you could have the same print on a different T, a different tag, a different this, a different whatever. There's like so many variants, man. Plus, there's thousands more. Totally. What's the highest price shirt you've ever sold? think highest i've pulled in is probably a thousand okay so you've hit i mean none of us have hit the 6k but you've hit pretty high right Personally. yeah yeah one thousand is a crazy number but people pay a thousand for a heart-shaped box you know well, or they, now they're now they're going like a two thousand yeah so um okay but i got a question for you on this on this tip you just purchased the jordan five uh off whites mind you you traded whatever still yeah. it has a value what's the value of that shoe uh i think like because these are very lightly used uh like 900 okay so not that what's the highest price shoes you've ever bought um see that's the thing i draw the line like i don't it's always like this scenario trade you know, a bunch of trades. Um, but that still holds I can't value. even justify dropping a thousand on a pair of shoes. So, have you ever had more than like shoes worth more than a thousand? Yeah. Which pairs? Um, the ones I wore in the snow up in <laughs> in Revy. So, what were those worth now? Those were the the UNC off whites. Um, shoot, I got the homies hooked me up. Even being worn um, at waves, I think I got like thirteen hundred. Yeah, and they were pretty worn. Yeah. They cleaned them up, um, but 
you see the correlation though like yeah two though it's like okay you look at historical pieces levi's 3d emblems that margin of the 6k is just to me i don't it's not clicking because okay. you know like that shirt was like a 200 dollars shirt i can remember that shirt sitting in round two vintage when it was maybe 150 200 max you know and that shows you the wave of things of where they're at so it's like to go from that max of two to six that margin you know is like like i was asking you have you ever seen levi's go for a crazy margin like that i mean my biggest sale to date was a filson shirt and yeah like i thought it might be worth 3k we got 20. so i have seen it i have but no. i this is also something to factor in here is that we never used to see the sales like we do today so it's True. that saying, you know, it's always been happening, but it was never being filmed. Yeah. That's a huge factor here because we never would know about half the sales. Like I never knew what the big guys were selling Levi's for back then. You know, I only knew what I sold them for. Yeah. You know, and most of them weren't being sold on eBay and nobody talked about it. Right. Yeah. So, so, so let me ask you this then as someone that's been, you know, you're no G in the game, obviously. So what do you think is better for the market? Things being on the hush, how they used to be more, or under the microscope now where everything's being seen and... I don't know if it's better or worse for the market. Yeah. Like, I can't comment on that because I don't, you know, it took, it took me and Jesse a lot longer to learn everything back in the day, 100%, yeah. right? I share a lot of knowledge, but I also keep certain things tight, right? Yeah. And I get that, and mm -hmm. I... But I'm also happy to share most things because I don't believe it's going to affect my business so much, at least the things that I, you know, I share and I promote. I talk about business and all this stuff. So, I mean, I think uh, the business wouldn't be as big as it is if it wasn't being shared. That's a fact. And that, it wouldn't be as wide, I guess you say. The prices is, is, is different, but it wouldn't be as wide. You have all these kids in all different walks of life now knowing what single stitch is and wanting to find it, right? Yeah, I was talking to Lenny, um, get it, get it. And uh, yeah, even like he was saying, even how kind of what you were just saying, we've seen, you know, kind of a wave before of picker kids or, you know, kids getting into vintage thrifting, whatever. Even now, so it's like, then it would it would be, a, you know, a rush of kids, but it'd be, you know, hype stuff, guess, Tommy, Polo, they'd be looking for. So like Lenny was saying, yeah, it's definitely now you're seeing way more kids in the T-Racks. Um, that's like, super interesting fact. I hadn't touched on that yet. Because when you do look at the beginning stages of the youth generation in vintage, it was hype. It was very only what crossed over, which was, yeah, guest stripies, uh, sports, jewelry. Pretty much retro stuff for the most part. Yeah. There was and, all these brands where, you know, starting to retro everything and they were seeing the new versions. You know, they had the guest market, all that. So then they wanted the old stripies. Yeah, totally. And now it's evolved. They've become a little more educated and now they're going deeper and they're learning more and then they broaden what they're into. Right. And it changes. So it's like all of a sudden it's Marvel. Now it's like certain band tees, you know, but see, see, that's, what's crazy too, not to stop you there, but talking to, uh, I was talking to Elon recently, lost and found museum. And like he was saying, he, he's like, but now it seems, which I feel is true. Band tees, um, you know, he's on all the OG sports, like gamers, like he's like, 
it's like nobody wants that stuff. And that's all, you know. Yeah, well, Metallica shirts, you know, that they were so hot. Like, they're not yeah. really hot anymore. 80s bands, you can't sell at all. Yeah. Uh, certain ones, obviously, are still good. But, yeah, you're right. It's moved on. Yeah. It's moved on. And it's always going to move on. So what's next? And will these kids get interested in something older, something more interesting, something more fashion? Or will it just be this, like, T-shirt bubble that bursts? Guaranteed. A lot of kids will just ride this wave and then be out. And then there'll be people yeah. that are dedicated that stick in and move to something different, you know? Yo, so how, how do you think this is going to affect uh, sourcing? Um, I mean, I've already just seen, and I, I've talked to others that have, you know, agreed, um, just this whole wave, even before, you know, the 6KT, um, things have just been harder to source. I've noticed, I think just COVID, you know, put a big damper on everything. Um, once I moved and everything back up, you know, opened back up thrift wise, it was like, there was stuff for sure in the beginning, but they've been dry. Like anyone that I've been talking to that's been thrifting has been dry. It's hard online because stuff's sky high. So, you know, you can't get much for a flip anymore. Um, that could be a factor in the price driving up on certain things because if they're not coming out, you know, eh, it makes the rarity a little higher. And Exactly. People really want it and it drives it up that way. But um, so when everything opens back up, when, when all the stores are back running full steam and all the fleas are back running full steam, do you think this wave of online auctions will maintain its strength? No, I think, I think when everything's back open, um, like you're saying, it's going to be, it, it's going to be obvious to people how much more stock there is out there. So you're going to see, you know, people start going to fleas. They're going to start seeing it again. And okay, well, I can get this same tea, you know, possibly this weekend or, you know, or I did see it last weekend, you know, like I can hit up this dude. And, you know. Have you ever bid in an online, in any of these auctions? Have you bought anything? Uh, yeah, I was on the homies last week. Uh, Smiley's Vintage, shout out to him. Uh, got some sick NASCAR stuff. He was doing giveaways too, so I won a giveaway. Nice. Uh, How did he run a giveaway? Uh, so he would do in between the auctions, he would just have, uh, he had like a whole model squad modeling his stuff off, and then they would come he out. He had a whole crew of people modeling shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He did it proper, and then he had the homie uh, spinning on the, on the ones and twos. And Damn. Dude named Slow Haunt, super dope mixes. Yeah, it was a whole vibe. It was like Smiley's Dungeon, I think was the name. It was super sick. But yeah, they did the giveaways um, via trivia. So it was cool. Mine was uh, who was the original party animal? Spuds McKenzie. Nice. Got it quick. Hell's yeah, you know that. That's your that's your vibe right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. But and then yeah, I've done Chris's, which those have always been you know super chill, super good vibes. Nice. So looking forward to getting back at it. Um, question about your personal collection. In your personal collection right now, do what's your like top five tees, and do you think they stand up in today's market? Like, do you have stuff that you held on to that actually went up in value because of today's market? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've kind of been. It's funny you ask that too, because I've been posting more stuff from like the personal um, recently, and. Um, that shit's just been like hitting way more than it's funny. Like the inventory I have on the site. So yeah, it's definitely, definitely held up, which is reassuring, you know, 
um, yeah. definitely I wish I would have hung on to, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. So you got the Young Guns collection, right? Yeah, I got to showcase that. So How many pieces? I think I got six pieces right now. Six, six pieces. pieces I'm going to go out on a line and say that that's probably the most that anybody has. Right. I think, yeah, I don't think anyone could compete with my my Young Guns collection, which I'm pretty confident in saying. But yeah, like four tees and then two denims, denim jackets. Yeah. Oh, you got two denims. Damn. Yeah. Dude, I swear, there's certain t-shirts that I see, and I'm like, Jace, cowboy yeah. boots. Yeah, I, got a couple, I got a couple good ones, actually. Hell yeah. Uh, Cowgirls, George Strait. <laughs> Run it. I got a sick one coming that's um, the cowboy kittens. Where it's all these like the faces on the front and the butts on the back, but they're all in like cowboy hats. Back to topic at hand, six thousand dollar t-shirt. And I, and like we're talking about this one t-shirt, but to be honest, you know, there was auctions yesterday that there's been there's been thousand dollar t-shirts now every day in these auctions. Like it's not it's not weird now. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So let me ask you, what's the most you've gotten in an auction? Well, I got for my hoodie, my hookups hoodie. But I've only that's the only auction I've ever done. That was the most. So it actually got, it got bid to 15, but the guy flaked. Uh, I'm not going to call him out. I don't even know. I don't even remember. I don't remember his name. I would call him out, but I don't remember his name. Um, and then the homie, the second place homie got contacted. He came through. I gave it to him for 12 because I was like, it's unfair that you pay like 1450 because that guy flaked. So yeah. it wouldn't have been to 1450 if he didn't fucking do that. Exactly. So I got 12. That's good. I was like, this is fair, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But back, so, yeah, like, I, I heard 1980-something co-sold Star Wars for 1200 or something yesterday. From what I heard, there was a bunch of $1,000 tees getting auctioned off yesterday. So, it's kind of not that abnormal now. It's kind of the norm. Yeah. People are expecting to pay 1000 bucks for a t-shirt or, like, anyway, just high prices, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to run you through some scenarios here of the reasons why people might be doing this. Let's go. Tell me your thoughts. All right. Okay. Buying for design inspiration. Possibility. Most of these kids probably aren't, but it's a possibility on the high buyers. Before I, before I actually get into the rest of this list, I'm going to preface this. There's like a few buyers in these auctions that are spending, from what I've heard, up to $10,000 a weekend each. They spend the whole days on these auctions and they snap, 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 snap. It kind of makes you wonder, what's the reasoning? So, okay, buying for graphics, a lot of people do that. They buy for graphics. Companies will go out, buy for graphics. They reprint it or they use it for inspiration for their own brand, right? Very common. But it ain't common for a brand to go spend six grand on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, buying as an investment, hoping the market goes up. You know, you buy a shirt for 500, hope it goes to 1,000, you make 500 bucks. That's double your money. It's a good investment. If it works, buying to get the dopamine hit, which is... The, the, the picker's high, it's the rush, it's the excitement of being in an auction, getting in the ring. And it, it is a rush, because I've been in an auction before and I've felt it. Um, straight flex, kind of goes hand in hand with dope. Yeah, with yeah. Buying to flex, being like, I'm the guy that bought it. Yeah. Which is valid for some people, but it ain't valid for a burner account. You know what I mean? Correct. Buying just because of inflation. This is something interesting because we're going to see inflation go crazy because of all the money that's getting being thrown into the economy, right? So what happens is if you over flood the economy with money, 
prices for things go up because there's too much money floating around. And that's what all the governments have had to do during COVID mm-hmm. is print money, print money, print money. The U.S., I don't know, do you know the number? The U.S. stimulus packs were up to the trillions, right? Yeah. Trillions. Like, I, it's crazy. So that has to play into this somewhat. And then also, we just talked about this, but the, the sneaker mentality, it's like, it's not weird because I'm used to buying sneakers for two, three, up to $5,000. Or in lieu of that, what someone also told me too was like um, more of like the Supreme heads coming in. So yeah, they would spend a thousand on the box logo. And then, yeah, you know, totally. Justifiable. And then the final reason, they just like the shirt. That's yeah. I mean, that's sometimes the case, but I think not majority. So what's your, what's out of all those things, like what's your. I, I think the flex, definitely a, a, a tie between the flex and the dopamine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I will say this. I will say this, and it's funny that you mentioned the uh, the repro first, because I don't know if you've noticed, but I've definitely noticed as I've been, you know, sourcing stuff and whatever. There is more reprints on eBay than there's ever been. Hundred percent. Like I feel like there's more reprints than vintage. Yeah. You know, you go to search movie T stuff, and it's all you know, it's sixteen twenty five to twenty three fifty. You know, it's and pick your size, like. Yeah. It's all that, like, and exactly that. Some of the reprints, even though they're advertised as reprints, are selling for, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. Which goes to show you, yeah. if you have a sick shirt that you reprint and you can get 100 bucks a pop, you only have to sell 60 of those shirts to get your money back. Yeah. You could sell 500 of those shirts, 1,000 of those shirts. There was one. I think There's, that, there's a big moral <laughs> issue with that. Sorry to interrupt. There's a big moral issue with that. I don't agree with that. I think it's frigged, especially I, I I think it's cool to take inspiration from things and make it your own, but to strictly copy and put it out, especially not advertising that it's a reprint, is bad. Also, the reprints are bad. It fucks the market. Anyway. Yeah, it just totally fucks the market. And 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 that's I definitely noticed that because I've seen keys that I had that that you know you can't find anymore. And they're only reprints now. There's like a couple of Beavis and Butthead designs. Um, and I forget what else I was noticing, but that's definitely, I think, a plausible thing. And it's like it could turn into that where, shoot, what if that's a snare where stuff gets so flooded that people don't even care? You know, they don't care if it's old. You know, cause there's, we've always talked about that. There's definitely that market of people, like the people that shop at Hot Topic, you know, and like all oh, that. They don't care if it's reprint, they just want the look. It's you know? true. I do believe, though, that. This is helping the market get more educated, the public general population. And that hot topic person now is starting to understand what the difference is and why. Because there's so much education. It's all like all these lives are just education, education. So for sure. I feel like I mean, I think it's good for fast fashion to be it's it's not good for fast fashion, but it's good to stop fast fashion, this this boom. Yeah. It's gonna educate people on vintage and you know, they're gonna be more excited about shopping vintage versus going to hot topic or forever yeah. 21 or whatever bullshit because you got to think yeah if they stop that shit it's going to come to a point where yeah you know if you see a t in the thrift it's going to actually be an old one you know it's not the guessing game oh this you know you yeah. pull it out and then, oh there's the printed tag you know like yeah it's, it's i think we're way far off from it stopping though we're way far. yeah yeah no for sure <laughs> for sure uh okay well uh, we're going to end it there. Thank you for coming on. This is a good, good talking to you as always. Much love.
Much love, buddy. Right. I got Sean, Shop Monarch Studios, straight out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA, baby. Second time on the show. So yeah. Actually, third, because you had a first, you had a first little spot on uh, Casey. Yeah. So that's the third time on the show, dude. Man, I um, must be a special, special guy. I appreciate so it. So what do you got there in your hands, buddy? Well, I just, I just found this while I was going around my house, the Genie Clock, that I thought was cool, Sunbeam, 1992. Um, but, yeah, I just – because I knew we were going to be talking about this, I wanted to pull, pull this guy out. I'll be hanging him up in the shop. But, yeah, dude. But, but I mean, like, here's, here's my, my stance on it all. Number one, I, think, I personally think it's a positive for the community as a whole. I feel like – it's one of those things where obviously it, it reached a number that I think wasn't really fathomable from the sense of like, I could have saw it going for three grand or maybe like 2,500, you know, 6,000 is a lot of money. But at the end of the day, however someone wants to spend their money, I'm not going to be mad at it. And Totally. Did you actually watch the auction? Yeah, I did. I hopped in when it was at like a thousand bucks. So he started at zero? He didn't start at any number? I think he started at a dollar. That, you know, you're right. If someone wants to spend their money on something, fair game. When you look at the market and other markets, people spend up to five grand on shoes all the time. All the time. All the time. And that, and I have been telling a lot of my hypebeast friends and my, my, my friends that are sneakerheads and collectors um, because they're always so weird about spending money on shirts. And I'm like, dude, you're dropping $1,000 on a pair of shoes to put it on your feet. I'm dropping money to put it on my, on my body. I don't really see, to me, it's the same thing. I don't, I don't think there's a disconnect between, between uh, one or the other. And I also feel like, you know, the kids that used to be buying Supreme and box logos, like when box logos hit their peak and they were going for thousands of dollars, um, it's kind of the same thing that's happening to vintage right now. And you can't be mad at someone who's transitioning their style or going into a different phase and at the end of the day, like the people that are going to hop on this just for money, they're going to get burned out and realize, okay, I don't have the audience to be selling these t-shirts or yeah, I can invest all my money into these t-shirts. But at the end of the day, do I have any clientele that's interested in it or are they just interested in sneakers and hype clothing? Yeah. Um, and then when you look at that, you look at those markets, Supreme and sneaker markets, people are buying they're, they have, they have an uh, easier time paying the money because they know that they can resell that in the end. So they can rock it and then they can restock it or whatever. Yeah. And sell it back yeah. to somebody. So like you can rock a thousand dollar pair of shoes a few times and you'll probably still get your money out of it. You know, as long as you didn't beat them to crap. Right. Right. And I think right. People are thinking that about the t-shirt market as well. I don't think anyone's going to spend six grand on a t-shirt if they don't honestly in their heart believe that that's going to hold value or go up well i agree with you we also touched upon it when i hopped on your live the other day it i mean it could again all these speculations but like it could be someone that wants to reprint the shirt and sell them for 30 dollars a pop on ebay and that's what i was telling my dad about it i'm like at the end of the day if someone does that and they sell 200 shirts uh, or i'm sorry they sell a thousand shirts or two thousand shirts at 30 bucks a pop Hey, you made your you made your money back, and you still have that Grail T-shirt. Where it's going to make things very interesting is for people. Like I've always been used to paying up for Grail items, and because I like wearing them personally, and I also know I can always. Oh, we call them hammers on this show. Hammers, hammers. 
hammers hammer time so um, yeah, okay yeah i keep going so but like i do know a lot of people that they just don't want to pay up on anything and it's going to change for them like last night i hopped in a live and some dude pl- uh, pulled out the craziest uh, rodman bootleg nike tee and it has him on the front the same way the real ones do it has a nike swoosh down at the bottom orange rodman in the back has a 91 with the bulls logo and i paid 270 for it which i thought was an absolute steal i've never seen this bootleg before so it looked, different. it looked like it looked bootleg enough or was it just like a copy it's it's a fake uh it's a bootleg gray tag nike tag and um it was definitely done during the 90s as some form of a bootleg of the nike the 90s rodman touch on that you paid 270 the market on rodman seems to be going super good you know i see them upwards of five i guess yeah for that one especially for yeah those interesting ones i actually personally love the tattoo one but I have I have a couple of those just like archived right now. Nice. I love that I, one too. I don't even know those ones aren't as hot, are they? No, there was a person on eBay actually at the beginning of the last dance who was selling them at like thirty bucks a pop, and then uh, they started flying, and she put them up to like a hundred. I sold I got I got like ten of them, and I was selling them at like one forty a piece. Yeah. Uh, then I just I stock three of them to do a custom with. I'm gonna do a custom tie dye and do some work with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, would you, before this boom, would you have easily went and paid up two seventy on that shirt? I probably would have paid two hundred on it. See, that's the thing is like it hasn't changed my mindset at all. I've been watching. I mean, I've been a part of Chris's virtual flea since the beginning. How many times I, have you done it? Like five. Nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. So um. Like, I've always supported him. He's a good dude. We bought things off of each other in the past. He's just a genuine guy. So when I saw he was doing it, I hopped on. It was free. It used to be free to, to uh, do a live with him. I, I just started to kind of watch how many people were hopping in it and how many people were interested. And my, my favorite thing, and the reason why I think this is a positive, to be honest, Drew, is that I'm in a small town of Pittsburgh where people are cool with paying the sneaker hype prices. They're cool with paying the streetwear streetwear prices. But now that people are watching these virtual fleas, people are hopping on my website locally and cashing out because they realize, hey, shit, like he had those Batman tees in the shop for $30 and I should have bought them back then. And yeah, I'm cool. realizing that that what they thought on your price points were high, but now their steals are super fair. Yeah. And I, and I, that's amazing. I mean, I, I always try and provide a, a good price. Like I'm not trying to gouge anyone. Like there are some teas that to me are priceless. Like this guy, I was telling Wiz on, I, I was on one of his lives is Wednesdays. And um, I said, I've been looking for a Captain America t-shirt because my, uh, my dog, he passed away. He was almost a hundred years old and he was a veteran in World War II. He flew over 50 missions on a B-17 Flying Fortress bomber. And, like, he's always been my Captain America, my real-life Captain America. And I'm a Marvel collector. I never had one of those shirts. Everyone in the community started just sending me pictures and sending me, you know, all these all these different links. And I finally bought one yesterday, and I sent it to uh, to Marvel Addict. And I asked him if I, if I got a good price on it. And he's like, bro, I have one in the collection. 
someone could offer me thousands of dollars and I wouldn't let it go. There's no real price point at the end of the day with some of this product. And when I met you, I was, uh, I was into the marble. So I, I know where these price points have been at for the past year, you know, yeah. it's, it's just more, it's a, it's a smaller group of people that are willing to spend it, but it's now it's just growing. It's starting to hit. It's always been here and it's been low key. And now Chris with his platform, he's putting it on that pedestal that everyone is looking at it. It's super internet news right now, right? So everyone yeah. hears about everything within a day. And, you know, it used to be at Rose Bowl. So to preface that, like $1,000 t-shirts, few thousand dollar t-shirts is nothing new. It's not right. Like, there's been t -shirt, I've sold t-shirts for thousands of years ago, right? Like I've said this before, but my highest t-shirt I've ever sold was like 2,500 bucks, right? But like often we used to get like $500,000 tees all the time. And I know there was t-shirts in the market selling for multiple thousands back in the day, right? The difference is nobody talked about it. Nobody's out right. there putting it on the internet. Nobody's filming it. And it wasn't this massive boom news, right? Putting it out there to everyone. You're right. It's hitting a different audience now. And it is hitting mainstream. So when you look at that, it's like, okay, so what are the effects on everybody else, right? There's not a lot of people who can go out and do a live and get this kind of money, right? No. That's something that's got to be noted because these guys who are doing it, Heat Broker, 1980, any other good accounts, like uh, Thrift Lord's been killing it with his, like just saying yeah. it, man. You know what I mean? They're leveraging their following, right? They're leveraging what they've built over time. And they're allowing other people to leverage what they've built over time through getting on live with other people. That's what I love. That's what I love about it. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, so let's ask, I'm asking you a question here. Okay. So have you ever done one by yourself? Yeah, I have. You've done and it I'm all be doing, by yourself? Yes, I have. And I'm going to be doing more soon. Okay. With so the, uh, how did it go when you went solo? Way better than I ever expected, to be honest, man. I mean, I sold a Beanie Baby shirt for like $90, just like kicking it. Um, my buddy Max and I, Animals Los Angeles, he had a Tupac Biggie memorial tee on his site for 425 and me and him did like a Thursday night thing. I mean, we're both smaller accounts, man. He's like 2,000 followers. I have seven, just hit 7,000. And um, uh, he, it went for 465. He had it on the site for 425. So it went for more than what he had, had posted on the site. Isn't that like a moral uh, issue when you're like putting it out and then you're like this shirt's on my site for 50 but anyone want to bid me a hundred I mean that's kind of what happened with the uh, see the thing is with me man is I have so many like just genuine genuine like customers that have turned into my friends so if something happens I'll just throw them another shirt you know what I mean I'll just give them I'll give them another shirt when I send the package and just surprise them or whatever it may be yeah um but yeah, man, the lives have, have done great. We're going to be doing a lot more. Um, I'm planning on, well, I'll let you know now, but I'm planning on doing something every Tuesday night. No one does it locally in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to lie. Like I went to the bins the other day. I got this like weird aura from people. Like it was like not a positive at first. And I'm like, everyone's working in different ways and you know, whatever they feel comfortable with. But at the end of the day, I would love to hop on live with all these Pittsburgh guys and get the community going here if they're interested in doing it. So I hope that on with my Tuesday night thing that like people start hopping in because it's just going to grow the community as a whole, totally. you know? And, you yeah. know, something else to note there about that is that when I go on, I was on last night, like midnight, right? Yeah. And I still saw about five lives 
there's a few kids it's I was crazy like, are you guys like going 24 7 right now like do you are you living with a phone on live all the time basically and, yeah. and for me i see a lot of them because i follow a lot of vintage accounts that's the business i follow yeah or probably you do too but guaranteed a lot of your pittsburgh customers don't follow that many vintage pages right so when you pop up in theirs it's kind of fresh to them whereas to us it's like oh another freaking live again that goes back to it being situational and you leveraging your own following to the best you can right you know another point you just said was that uh animals shout out animals los angeles good dude we chop it up often i need to get him on the show he sold the shirt for more than he had on his website right okay this is a very good point so are your web sales still staying consistently strong and how do you feel long term this is going to affect web sales because just to preface this before you answer the question I think a lot of the people in his business, uh, sorry, in these lives are thriving off dopamine hits, are thriving off the high of bidding. Have For sure. Do you bid often in, in the lives? I don't bid often, but if I see something I want, I bid on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a live auction. I don't know if I talked about this on the live with you. I've been to a, a live auction before for vintage. So oh, cool. Again, the auctioning vintage is not a new concept. It's new to Instagram Live and to this generation of market, right? But live vintage auctions have been happening in Japan for, I don't know, 30 years probably. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Inspiration LA is... Oh, you went to Inspiration with me. That this was year. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. I th one of the original Inspiration LAs had a live auction and people could put pieces in it. And I remember I bid on a second edition Levi's and pants set for my son they're like baby size yeah and the feeling i got from that auction was crazy because i was bidding against a few people and you're in the moment you gotta get it you've already put your like the minute you bid you've put yourself in the ring with people right so right. you get an insane rush it's almost like a body buzz high if you're going for something that's serious and other people Definitely. want it. I think that's a huge play right now in why people are enjoying them and buying. It's also a flex. <laughs> if you win in the ring. <laughs> it's definitely a flex. So how do you think this going forward is going to affect re regular day-to-day -day web sales where it's not exciting? Or how do you- Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a huge point. And I think that's something that, that uh, some of these players are probably starting to get frustrated with um is that like if you put in the work to put to do a website measurements all that jazz it's a ton of work to get it get it up and running and then um you see people that they just go live every day and you know they do their thing for me sales have been steady online um we have huge days and we have you know chill days i, I balance it all out with doing these auctions right now because i'm not in in the store so i may you know, do an auction or do go live once every two week, weeks or once every, every week and, you know, make, make a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks and it balances everything out for me. Um, but I, I just think at the end of the day, it's something bro that like people have to realize that this is a new age of vintage and that you have to be willing to adapt with it. I've never been the eBay guy. That's never been my cup of tea. Selling or buying both? You've never sold or oh, bought? I've always bought on it, but I don't, I'm just not a fan of like 
the whole reason why I opened up a shop, man, is because I, I, I love talking to people. I love the interaction. And even through Instagram, like if it's through the DMs, if it's a positive DM conversation for me, like that's my dopamine hit. Like if yeah. I reach, if I reach someone and they've been looking for the shirt forever and they're coming correct, or even I give them a little bit of a discount, like I'm happy, like at the end of the day, um, that happened to me with a couple of sales this morning. And like, now the rest of my day is going to be positive just because of those interactions, you know, selling on eBay is very unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of people that are used to used to that and maybe just like staying out of the spotlight and just throwing stuff up for the high and, and waiting for bit for offers. They're probably frustrated by this man, because, but it's, it's interesting. Like I just sold a Zelda T for 800 and it just went on eBay for the same price in a size large. I had an XL, but it went in a size large for 800 in auction. And you, you sold it on live. I sold it on on virtual fleet. Yeah. Okay. And then it went for the exact same price on eBay. Yep. Is that correlated? We don't know. A hundred percent it's correlated. Yeah. Because okay. the guy who the guy who bought it was trying to buy my Ganon. I have another Zelda T, the Ganondorf one. And he was trying to buy that one. And then he hit me and he was like, Hey, I just I just ended up buying that auction on eBay. So I'm gonna hold off for now. So people I just it's, sold I just sold one yesterday. But it was, I, I have that one. It was a later one. That one's like two thousand six. It's still sick. I found that at the bins this week. Oh, nice. Good one. I was hyped. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was. It's a sick shirt too. I yeah, like it a lot. Like any 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 kind of businessman, we're all adapting with the times, with technology, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just very thankful that with COVID, I mean, I've told Chris a thousand times, man. Like my first live experience with him. I mean, I was stressed. Like I was like, I had to sh shut the shop down. I didn't know how online was going to be going. And, you know, I was able to pay my rent for two months with my first, first live appearance with him. I think it's a positive. So it's definitely I want to touch on that, you know, talk about adapting, right? You know, a lot of people are going to think when they hear that adapting means I have to go live now. I have to go live and sell my shit. That's not the truth. Adapting no. doesn't just mean that. What adapting means is like, the market around you is going to change. Now you need to fit into that market in one way or another, or you don't, it's up to you. But if you do want to adapt, there's so many ways you can adapt. See, I've been thinking about this. Like I said, people are going to think that that's the only thing they can do is go live and sell shirts. Right. It's not true. You can sell your shirts to the other kids who are going to go live and sell them on the auction. If they have, the yep. you can put your similar items up online on eBay because you get, I can guarantee you kids are looking at the auctions then they're trying to snipe on eBay. So if, yep. if shirt sells for 300, 400 bucks on an auction, you're going to easily get 300 bucks on eBay because they're going to literally go there two minutes later and try to buy that shirt. Yep. Just yep. like you said with your shirt. So there's other ways to fit into this market without. You hit it on off. the head. You hit it on the head. That's something that a lot of people aren't thinking about and and this, the Zelda one was an example, but uh, Max had the same one. He had a, uh, it was a wrap tee that was on eBay for 150 bucks. And he went live and he auctioned it and it went for like 280. And right afterwards, he, he called me after the live and I checked eBay and it was gone. It was yeah. gone. Dude, so right up. People have two, they have their, they have their live on their computer and they have the eBay open and they have Poshmark open. They have Facebook marketplace open. And you know, some of these kids are just trolling 
I mean, it's not really trolling, but they're watching it and then they're searching that. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that it does kind of, I don't think it discourages me, but it's just a weird mindset is like when we reopen the store before we, before we close down the shop for COVID, my average t-shirt sale was like $27. I'm in Pittsburgh. So $27. When I reopen the shop, a majority of the tees I'm going to have are between 10 and $60. And mentally what I'm trying to wrap around is I have a, I have a bank vault in the shop. So I'm going to hang all the, all the hammers in the bank vault, but those at the end of the day, they're going to probably end up going on auctions and going on lives and going, you know, like, we'll see how they sell in the shop i'll be amped if they sell you know but i i am intrigued because i feel like that is just the realm that all of these grails are going to right now you know yeah that's a good point and that's another uh bend in the market right so okay so eventually covid's over eventually vintage stores all open back up eventually flea markets all open back up eventually I mean, hopefully we're, we're somewhat back to a normal existence on planet earth. Right. Yeah. Now, will you still be able to go out to, to the fleas and find stuff? Will you still be able to go into a store and find stuff? The virtual flea is going to be forever now. Like, oh, I know. For, yeah. So, so at the end of the day, I mean, it's an amazing outlet for everyone and I, it will be interesting what happens when Rose, Bo- I know Melrose is already back open the trading trading post there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think at the end of the day, the more more players and the more people that are getting getting into it is a positive for me. I've never been a stingy person. I don't want all these teas for myself. I appreciate what I've had. Um, but I, I literally I sent I sent Heat Broker yeah. a message after the after the sale. I'm happy that the people that have genuinely loved this are getting rewarded. I know there will be other people that jump in and you know they do their thing too. But man, like you have to, you have to have been in this for a long enough period of time in order to snatch up. Like these are shirts that aren't on, like they're not on eBay for sale for steals right now. This ter- Tower of Terror, Mickey. Yeah. Like you have to have liked this shirt to have gotten at a reasonable price prior to all of this. And I think that that's what's going to make it interesting. Is that is vintage going to become? not affordable for the general for the general consumer i don't know i don't know i'd be sad if it would be but there's always there's always I, I good think, shirts I, like I, there's still huge players in the game right there's still massive vintage stores out there there's still plato's closet and buffalo exchange there's still right. these avenues they're not going to adjust and start going live so you're going to be able to find stuff in these bigger players that don't really care to be worrying about the price of one shirt right I right. think, you know, and, and like I said, I'm going to adjust and maybe, you know, sure, I'll, I'll go live once in a while and I'm going to probably do some more stuff with Chris and maybe Taryn and who knows, right? Maybe you and me will go live. Also, I feel like there's a huge niche in the market right now to sell to everybody else who's going live. And like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. If you, you get the good prices and you can do that, that's a wicked market. It's, it's way faster turnover. It, you know, you're super liquid, moving yeah. products all the time. Why not do that? Well, me and you just uh, me and you talked about that at the beginning of COVID, when we had that uh, that ori- original kind of podcast. You you were saying one of the most difficult things to find right now is the end consumer is actually finding that person who's going to keep it and wear it forever. Yeah. But but if you can work around that, man, like 
I think that's, I think you hit it on the head. I think that's something that people need to listen to and realize that, Hey, it's way harder to sell it for top dollar than it is to sell it for a little bit or, or, or a lot less. But at the end of the day, you're getting your money. You can reinvest it, you know, pay your bills, whatever you need to do and keep moving forward. You know, you know I think you that's, know, you know, vintage heat wave, right? <clears throat> yeah. So he started his story auction. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. And I, you know, shout out Heatwave, Good dude. I bought from him. He's bought from me. Always smooth transactions. I've asked him <laughs> to come on the show and he just, he's not down. Like he doesn't want to be in front of the camera. Totally understandable. So for him doing lives is going to be tough and guaranteed for a lot of people getting in front of a camera is tough and scary and it induces anxiety. Totally get it. I promote the shit out of personal branding. Obviously I, do all these things, podcasts, talk on my stories all the time. You know, I got over it a long time ago and I think it's very important for sellers to do that. But I also get that there's other ways to adapt just like he did where he's doing auctions all through the stories. And, you know, I hit him up and I'm like, how'd it go? And he's like, it was great. Better than I thought. Yep. And you got to try, man. At the end of the day, if, if it ends up, you know, it, it's never a loss. It's never a loss doing something like that. At least you tried. I mean, that's the big thing in life in general, right? Is just putting yourself out there and trying something. And at the end of the day, if you say to yourself, Hey, you know, it didn't work out the way I wanted, but at least I put my best foot forward and, you know, accomplish something mentally in my head, you know? Well, that's but, it. Yeah. You gotta try, try, try. If you try five things and one works, you're winning. Exactly. You know, exactly. forget about yeah. the losses, keep moving forward, celebrate the wins. By the way, you're wearing my goddamn shirt. I know. <laughs> That's why I, I wore it on purpose. Where's I, my I saw you, I saw you rocking yesterday on, on your live. I was like, oh, shit. And you even, you even <laughs> said, you're like, my boy Drew wants this. <laughs> I know, man. It's not going anywhere. No, 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 right awesome. Okay, I got a couple other things to talk about. We're going we're gonna to go into this, okay? A couple, like, quick fire questions. Cool. Okay, I'll, I'll be $1,000 cool. GNT. That's what this is about. That's what started this whole talk. Have you seen that shirt before? Many times. Okay. Yeah. And what prices had you seen that before? Hundred bucks was the lowest. Okay. And what was the highest before? Three. Where have you seen it? Just online? Someone had it in Pittsburgh. Someone pulled it at the bins. Yeah. So yeah. to be honest, on on the scale of rarity to you, is that even that rare? No. Okay. Good answers. Um, what's the most you've sold a shirt for on the fleas? On the fleas, the most I sold a shirt for was that Zelda. It was actually seven eighty. Okay, and then what about other than that? Have you sold one for more? Yeah, I sold um, I sold a Deadpool Marvel shirt for. It turned out to actually be in. So I got eight hundred cash, and then a Punisher shirt that I sold for four hundred. So basically, it was a twelve hundred dollar, twelve hundred dollar deal. Yeah, nice. that's my highest. <clears throat> and then right now in your personal collection. Like you stash stuff in your basement, you just told me. In your personal collection, give us your top five and like maybe what you what you value them at in this crazy market. Uh, I just got the the biggie wrap tee, the ten crack commandments tee wrap tee. It's a double XL, so it's a rare size. Um, for me, with the market, I wouldn't take less than two grand for it, which is high. But that's that's where I'm at. The Ganondorf Zelda tee. A thousand. I'll put a thousand on that one. Um, 
I have a Snoop Dogg, a white Snoop Dogg, a double-sided, rich uh, RS vintage. is going to be auctioning one in the flea. So I'm interested to see where that goes. I put is that, that in the back. one that is just the same print? Yeah, it's the one that you probably had. It's that one that was like the R. Kelly was the yeah, other yeah. one that you had. Yeah, oh, I probably man, put that. I had 500 of those fucking shirts. I mean, I can just grab a couple. Yeah, that this shirt probably passed through our hands. Well, not that one, but the... Yeah, mine was... De this is Dev's stuff. This is a Spider-Man uh, 2099, 1500. This is just a super rare one, and it's just, it's the first... This is his first appearance. The uh, Captain America one that I have coming in, him against the machines, that's priceless. You couldn't put someone literally... I don't even know if someone offered me 10000 If I, That's crazy to say. But to me, it's priceless. I'm never selling that shirt. The meeting behind it and everything yeah. is big. Uh, I have some more Marvel tees, Spider-Man. Um, I have a Spider-Man versus Carnage one that would probably be like six or seven. Okay. So, that's, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Nice little stash. Genie shirt sells. I mean, the DeSantis does add some notoriety to that shirt for sure. For sure. Um, but regardless. Genie shirt sells for $6,000. All of a sudden, genie shirts are all up on my feed. Obviously, genie shirts are all up on your feed. People are posting genie jackets. You know, you just showed me a genie clock. People are posting like genie freaking dolls. I'm like, bro, it's not the same. You can't, no. can't put out your genie plush toy for 300 bucks or 400 bucks. It's like, that to me is a little bit of a, not a problem, but it's, it's confusing people. Well, I think a lot of people that are doing that are kind of salty, too, to be honest. Like, I see, like, as soon as that auction hit, all these people were, like, just throwing up their grail and being, like, 5K or best offer, like, LOL, like, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, there's, there's one portion of that that they're joking around and they think it's funny. But then there's another side where they're like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. Like, you know, this shirt isn't worth that much, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? It is what it is but i do i do find it interesting like you said it's not like every it's not like that's a thousand dollar clock you know what i mean oh, like, yeah exactly and this is the, i gotta show this this is one of my favorite spider-man oh, yeah. carnage yeah oh yeah but yeah yeah so to me that it's not i don't it doesn't really matter to me i don't care i don't get it i don't get salty about it it's just that uneducated <laughs> kids in the business now think they're out there trying to find any genie tea and they think it's going to be gra a grail status worth crazy money. And sure. Some of them are like, you know, there's when I last checked eBay for, for Disney and genie, there's lots going for two to eight, I guess, you know, yeah. there's nothing over like a thousand and, and, and those are the super rare. And there's lots in like the $200 range. Right. You know? It kind of skews the market. And now I'm wondering, are we going to show up at the Rose bowl and there's going to be $3,000 genie tees on everyone's boot, <laughs> Right. Maybe it's fine, but again, they're not going to get it, and they're just going to sit there holding these shirts, right? Because they're they're not that rare. They pop up a lot. Like if you you can search Genie T on eBay, I'm sure now they're all sold. But yeah, there was lots on there. But the thing is, too, is like, okay, this is this. So I didn't buy that Genie shirt at a hundred. I didn't buy it at three hundred. I buy what I like at the end of the day, you know. And I think that's something that. And I wasn't like calling you out for this, by the way. No, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. saying that why do you really want that? At, like, do you want it just simply because, okay, one sold for six grand. So you want to say I'm wearing an expensive shirt. 
like do you actually genuinely love what you're buying into and that's something even for me man like I mean I'm 28 now so I've gone through the ringer of like you know trends like looking at stuff and being like oh I always wanted a Harley shirt oh I always wanted this and then you start to kind of like get your personal style down and realize at the end of the day what makes you happy and what you know what fits what fits you I mean another thing is like sizing or um I see it with shoes all the time bro like you could have the most hype sneaker in the entire world and put it on your feet and it just doesn't look right on you you know everyone's different and they're, they got to learn that and, and realize okay like this is my yeah, style this is what I'm having so like so many shoes are goofy on me I feel like yeah yeah so I mean that's a big I, I uh I don't know I just I think that that's interesting yeah at the it, end of the day it's about buying what you like and I get it so you are how old 28 okay 28 a little bit older than a lot of these folks you're, you're dude you're past your vintage prime bro <laughs> i know i know i really am um okay you're 28 tell me about your nostalgic connection to something like the genie or the latin well i mean of course it? growing up well my my cousins my cousin anna and sarah were huge into disney so every time i was at my grandma's or i was more of a cartoon network guy to be totally honest with you or nickelodeon but every time I'd go over to my grandma's, they'd always have Disney Channel on. And then I remember all the VHSs, you know, like the thick VHSs. Yeah. I remember popping all of those in my VHS player as a kid. But um, actually, when I was like very, very young, I started watching Godzilla. So young that my parents actually like recorded it on. They would, you know, illegally record <laughs> Godzilla movies for me. So I'm more of a sci-fi type of guy, sci-fi, action, horror. Yeah. Um, so, so you don't really have a crazy nostalgic connection to Aladdin. No. It's a Disney cartoon, right? It has great nostalgic value for a lot of people. It's not that badass. It's very tame <laughs> family cartoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's PC as you can get. Like this is well, I guess it's Disney back in the eighties and nineties wasn't so PC in some regard, but it's it's strictly that nostalgic connection because it's not like, you know, I, I think about this a lot because it's not like wearing a Harley shirt or wearing like a sick metal shirt or a band tee or even like a dead skate tee. That's like kind of more badass. It is. Isn't very badass, you know, and, and that's a big shift in today's market. You know, people are buying the things they liked when they were 10, 12, five. No, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. Um, it's, and I'm not saying I, we need to wear everything that's badass. Like, I'm just saying it used to be that I need the badass market piece. more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm interested. Like, I have, I have like 150 Harley tees. And, like, to me, this is, this is the, the bee's knees, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's something for me that it's all, I've always been hyped on. But, yeah, I, uh, at the end of the day, man, it's just whatever your connection is to. And a lot of these kids – maybe that that's their like highlight of their childhood or, or whatever it may be has been watching these movies with their grandma or, you know, cousins or whatever. I definitely also, I think Robin Williams was the genie, right? Pretty positive. Yeah. He's the voice of the genie. So that also adds a lot to it because Robin Williams. Been cool if they made a shirt that had more connection to him, that would have been badass. Well, my whole thing is bro. Like <laughs> if that shirt six grand, every rap tee to me now just doubled. 
because I that's the where Robin I'm Williams at. rap tea where it's like his comedy stand-up one. So sick. That one's so amazing. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I agree. And I'm not judging people. I'm not judging. I don't judge. I'm pretty open on this show. Yeah, I same, talk about same. my opinions. And I'm sitting sideways over here, by the way. Let me <laughs> I tell it like it is, but this is just how I see these the differentiating trends. We talk about the market, everything's selling. Now there's small there's so much speculation as to why people are buying, especially this particular tea. I'm not going to say the name of the guy. You know, I respect his privacy, but most people probably know who it is anyway, who bought it. Here's some possible scenarios of why he bought it. A flex, like we've talked about. I don't believe that on this particular sale. Because um, it is a burner account where he doesn't really show what he's up to. So why would you can't flex on a burner account, right? Yeah. Buying for the graphics, which we said possibility of him being in the business he could work for disney he could be you know collecting an archive of things that he's going to reproduce buying well i already said that buying the dopamine high buying for the flex buying um because he believes the market is going to go up on this you know you're buying for an investment purposes which is very valid it's scary to think that buying a six thousand dollar t-shirt is an investment that's going to go up because what could it possibly go to so yeah, what's your thoughts on, on that? Or he could be trying to open a store and be, I'm going to open the most flex store in the whole world. Nobody <laughs> knows who I am. And it's like, in, it's in Manhattan, New York. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He's been following us for a while. I, I uh, never actually personally reached out to him, but he jumps in my lives and stuff too. So seems like a good guy. My, my, my thoughts on, on it are, um, my thoughts personally was just pers to wear. Yeah. At that point, yeah. I think, I think, I think he's a wealthy person with a lot of money and he likes what he likes. Yeah, man. I mean, if you, if that $6,000 is like $60 to me or $600 to me, Hey, you're going to just cop it and not worry about it. You know, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, everybody go put your, your comments down below of what you think the answer is. Yeah. It's I all like speculation. That. This is all, we're just having a chat here. It's all speculation. Right. What do you guys think? Okay. Any last words? Well, thanks for always supporting man and having me on and taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. I'll always say this. The reason why I respect you is because you've always been about the upcycling and repurposing of product and what you're doing with uh, Frankie's collective is just truly like amazing to me. I show it to my parents all the time. To me, it's the future of fashion. And the designs and everything that you guys are coming up with, I, I just, I'm always, I'm always hyped when I see a photo or someone posting a photo wearing Frankie gear. I'm genuinely like very appreciative of becoming your friend, man. I am. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. you, dude. And you know, it's funny. I don't talk about Frankie enough on the show. I'm going to do more episodes about Frankie. I'm going to get Sarah on the show. I'm going to do episodes with upcyclers um, because I think it is important. And to touch on that, how you're saying about upcycling. And also just for, for newer listeners or people that are jumping in this for t-shirts, I just say dive, dive deeper in, into vintage and what's out there and, you know, true vintage or just styling aspects. Because t-shirts are cool and all, but like you were showing those camo jackets off last night in your live. And like that, that stuff to me is, is cool, is way cooler than some of these t-shirts out there. So just... I don't know, establish your own personal style. And to the same extent, like if you see that these, these shirts are out of your price range or whatever it may be, that's 
more than okay and you can be just as stylish look just as cool as anyone out there wearing a thousand dollar t-shirt you just have to have the confidence and put it together with what you're with, with what you're wearing that's something again that like it's always cool to have that flex shirt like i, I appreciate having my collection of t-shirts but on the regular i just wear basic t-shirts and try and put outfits together and that's cool to me you know and you're gonna you're gonna stand out and and, and uh yeah you know be someone that looks different so it's so true yeah. wearing a thousand dollar t-shirt with bad pants and bad shoes and a bad hat doesn't yeah. make you cool if nope. you can't put together an outfit you got you got to work on it right not flex with just a t-shirt and i'd say like you said people should be learning about other things the quicker something rises the quicker it will fall I'm not saying this market's going to crash. I'm just saying you should probably be a little bit wary because if you look at any market, when it hits the top and it keeps going, you know, the market will never die, but things will shift. And if all you know is what's happening right this second, you might be in trouble. For sure. Hey, Appreciate dude, thanks again for coming on, man. Ava, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I know you because you were in vintage mastermind group thank you for being a part of it yes it was awesome thank you it was good i, I, I had a lot of fun and uh yeah today though we're going to talk about the six thousand dollar shirt the six thousand dollar shirt yes the infamous shirt <laughs> the infamous shirt so you okay tell us what you do how you sell your vintage how you get it quickly yeah, so my name is Ava. Um, my store is Unseen Clothing, Unseen Clothing underscore on everything. Um, I primarily source from the bins nowadays. Um, a big part of what I do is try and promote sustainability. I want to keep clothes that have landfills. I want to find things that are special to someone and exciting to someone, and I try to bring it to them. Um, I mostly sell on Depop right now. I also sell on like Grailed and eBay. Started my own site, but Depop is my bread and butter. Cool. Yeah, started it last February, so still pretty new actually. And you just got verified, congratulations. Thank you, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, so, I'm working really hard on that, yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Depop. So how, um, how, do, you, how do you get verified? Is that a hard thing to do? Um, you know, I think with Depop for me, you definitely had to grow some momentum. Um, you have to either hit over 50 units in a, or 50 transactions in a month for four months in a row or over $2,500 in sales. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not impossible to do, but you have to be pretty consistent and definitely have to be moving products. Yeah. So obviously you heard about the shirt that sold for $6,000, the Genie shirt. Uh -huh. How did you hear about it? I don't remember where I heard about it. I think someone posted it on Instagram, but it feels like a lot of people are obviously talking about it. That's yeah. the new record, right? I mean, it is. I don't know if it's a, it's a record for our market, this yeah. younger generation of t-shirt sellers for sure. I've never sold a shirt for more. So in my book, it's, it's pretty damn high. So how do you think this now, it's so out there, it's so known, tons of people are seeing this tons of people follow all these different people that are posting about it. It's not just this one shirt. There's lots of shirts selling for a thousand. It used to be like, Oh, a shirt sold for a thousand. Now it's like thousand, whatever. There's so many shirts selling for a thousand. Yeah. How has this affected Depop? Do you see it? Do you see prices going up? Do you see sales going up? Like talk about that. Yeah. Um, definitely. I don't, 
see the thing that's interesting about depop it's a very young uh demographic on there i listened to a podcast um with the ceo ones and i think she said the average age is like 16. so you're dealing with a certain type of pocketbook um honestly i feel like super high end t-shirts don't i don't see a lot of like over 500 t-shirts moving on depop as far as like transactions are going you're gonna flip a lot i think you can flip 30 40 items all day on depop yeah. um but i there might be people doing it but you don't see it all the time is that your bread and butter 30 40 dollars mm-hmm. okay yeah i've heard that from multiple people so i could definitely agree i haven't yeah. done depop selling um have you watched any of the live auctions yeah and what do you think i think they're fun i think it's interesting i think it levels the playing field with everyone across the world can be involved with it. Um, I think the live aspect is huge. I think people like that interaction a lot. Um, and I think it builds up that excitement because you could have the same shirt on eBay and you could even DM the same 50 people to join that auction. And it's not going to go up to the same amount. I think it's that live excitement. You get in a bidding war with someone and you get Chris going back and forth switching the pinned comment, like it's going to start to go up like crazy. And I think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. I was watching a couple earlier. Um, I'm kind of watching more now because it intrigues the hell out of me. I don't have that much time. Like I can't sit there. Some people sit there for hours and hours. Totally. I was like, I was having some beers with my friends last night by the, by the fire. And then they all left and I went on Instagram. It was late. Like it was like, 1 in the morning and these guys are on there still. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Stay and a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And there's a lot of them. It's crazy. Yeah, I went on last night at like 11.30. And this is Pacific time. So I know it's late on the East Coast. And there was like six people on live. Yeah. And I, I like would just tap through them. And some of them have like 40 people hanging out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I think it's fun for people, you know? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's, I think it's really cool. And okay, a side note here. I was just on Chris's because he's doing virtual flea all weekend, every weekend. Yeah. And he got his pinning ability got taken away he i didn't really know why because I, I was i didn't hear him talk about it earlier but he mentioned it and he has to like do this other thing where he films himself writing down the highest bidder i was wondering <laughs> so oh you saw that too well i saw people were in his comments saying something about the pinned comment yeah but, but I this makes me wonder what. like is he getting because he's going so hard he goes 10 12 hours a day all weekend long is Instagram going like, we want our piece now. We're not going to let you do this. And are they starting to monitor? Because I, you know, it's getting to a point where like they, they it must trigger something in their system. Maybe. Like, this is crazy. There's so many of these kids selling. I don't know if it's a money thing yet, because I think in the grand scheme of Instagram's world, it's Chris's price. Instagram is like, they don't, yeah care about that you know but i do think it's probably like an algorithm thing for now and i do think they're going to start monetizing shit yeah. i think no, I, I don't know if exactly i don't know if it'll be a money thing at this point but i guarantee you there's people there looking at it going like wow what what a what a cool phenomenon and they they must do that because they have to identify trends within their own systems right right and then work to either like promote those trends or whatever they're going to do but I think the lives are going to be one of the last things that they're able to monetize. Like now you can have an Instagram shop. I think they're going to really cut into that. I think they're really going to cut into like getting, uh, you having to buy ads to get people to hit your links. 
would, yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I just maybe, think maybe, maybe I just, my, my brain always goes there because it always seems to happen with all yeah. these platforms, right? They, they change something. So I do think they're watching it and I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do and what they're going to roll out. If they're going to create more features for it, maybe they'll just keep it free, but make it easier. Maybe they'll just create features that allows you to live auction. Yeah. Uh, that would be dope. I mean, at the end of the day, too, they want people on their app. Like, they want you on Instagram 24 hours a day. And people have been on Instagram, like, 24 hours a day on those lives. So They I, love Chris. They need to yeah, send Chris, like, a gift. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably stoked about that. So, I, I mean, honestly, the first thing they'd probably do is, like, try and put ads. Or, like, I don't think they would try and take away from, they wouldn't want to de-incentivize people. Yeah, no, that, that's you on your maybe, they'll, maybe they'll run ads, be like, we're going to have little pop-ups that come up during the lives so that they can monetize that way. Instead of taking- Pay for premium, ad-free. Yeah. Who knows? Very interesting. Very interesting. We're uncovering. We're going deep here. <laughs> have you ever gone live? Have you, you've probably gone live. Uh, I have not gone live. Wow. I haven't. Are you Ava? <laughs> I'm not really scared. I don't know. For me and my business, I mean, like I told you, like a lot of what I do is go to the bins and I just pick up stuff that I know I can pass on to someone, but I don't have a lot of like bangers that I want to show up. So I don't know if that's, I feel like right now that's where the lives are killing it. You have like crazy shit to show and you yeah. want to auction it off. I think that's a good spot for it. But for what I'm doing, I don't know if it would be the best yeah. way enough. to communicate with people, you know? Have you noticed any difference in the thrifts or the bins because of what's going on in the market right now? Like people are getting more competitive in there or? The bins here, they have, they're like pretty regulated. Like every person gets a cart, one person to a bin at a time. If anything, it's kind of nice. You have your bin to yourself. No one's gonna sneak in and grab stuff from under your nose. So that's kind of cool. Um, but I don't, I haven't really noticed a difference in like the products we're seeing or the way people are acting. No, you Something I want to say about the lives. I was on the other night just tapping through and I landed on this live. It was the heat broker and he was popping into his account. And I think it was Sawyer sell shirts. I mean, and it was his kid. He was like 12 years old and he was hold, doing the full auction with so much confidence. And it was so cool to see kind of the emergence of this next generation of people yeah. who are going to be into this. Like this, I, I don't know for sure if he was told this. People have said in the comments, but he was just up there like someone who's been doing this for years. And it was just interesting to see. It was like a little peek into the future. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, my kid loves to get in front of the camera. He's always bugging me. He's like, let's do YouTube videos, dad. <laughs> that's I think awesome. that generation is going to be a little more comfortable with all this kind of stuff, right? Where yeah. we, we didn't necessarily grow up with it, but they, they are going to, right? They all want to grow up to be YouTubers. Has this, has this market been surprising you, this t-shirt market and the prices these things are going for? And like what actually is popular now versus what maybe you thought was cool? Yeah, I mean, I think just in general, vintage uh, through COVID has been really surprising. I was really nervous in March to what would happen with everything. So to see shirts now going for six grand uh, is wild. I think it, I was not expecting it to go this high. I'm wondering if we'll see a $10,000 shirt on Instagram soon. 
or who wants to be the $10,000 shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to keep growing for a while. I don't think we've hit the peak yet. I think it's going to grow. Um, I think we will hit a peak at some point, but we'll see when yeah. that is. Hopefully it's not for a while. Okay, last thing about this topic, I'm going to throw some scenarios at you here, okay? So <laughs> there's buyers. We talked about it. It's exciting. These people love to get in the lives. It's more interactive. There's lots of reasons why this has been going really well for everyone, right? Yeah. Here's some other scenarios about why maybe some of these t-shirts are going for thousands and thousands of dollars, okay? And you tell me your thoughts on them when I'm done here. Yeah. Buying for design, okay? Somebody could be buying like a ton of great shirts to be reproducing. Buying for investment purposes, buying something for a thousand bucks, hoping that eventually it goes to $2,000. It's an insane amount of dopamine getting in these um, getting in these auctions because you throw yourself right in the ring with someone. You're like, it's you and me now. We're going for it. We're going head to head. Like mm -hmm. I, I want this. And you yeah. end up like that. It's almost a body buzz. Like I've been to a live auction and I felt it and it actually yeah. crazy buzz. Totally. <laughs> buying just to flex, buying just to show off and be like, I'm yeah. the guy <laughs> who bought something for so much money. What do you think? Okay. Thoughts? I think it's a combination. I do think people are buying for clout for sure. Um, especially we're seeing like trends are coming in waves. Like right now, Disney t-shirts are going crazy. Like if you want to flex, you're going to spend $3,000 on a Disney t-shirt. If yeah. that's what you want to do, that's more power yeah. to you. <laughs> power to you for sure. Yeah. Um, I doubt there's a lot of reproduction people spending thousands of dollars to do it. I think they're going to look at a picture or yeah. try and get one. I, that's fair. I mean, maybe. I think the dopamine thing is it though. I think... A lot of people are into vintage and are into thrifting because of the dopamine hit. Like we love the rush of finding something crazy or cool or unique or whatever that hits that nostalgia button for us. And I think that same rush of energy through your body happens when you're in one of these auctions. Um, totally. I think it, that's huge. But I also do think like people, I doubt people are spending a ton of money on things they wouldn't normally want anyways. Like I think people are finding styles and yeah. things that maybe they already would be interested in and everything so just kind of piles on top. Totally. The dopamine rush is real. I felt it. We all have felt it. And I, Every day. I said this before, <laughs> but exactly. It's been ruling the game for a while, but now this is like an extra level of dopamine, right? Totally. Do you think someone would buy a $6,000 shirt if they didn't think that that shirt would at least hold that much value into the future? Um, I think some people would. I mean, people buy brand new right. cars all the yeah. time. Totally. Um, so like you go into Gucci, you buy a Gucci bag, you walk out that store, you've lost yeah. a thousand bucks right away. Yeah. I think some people are looking at that, but I don't think these crazy auctions we're seeing are investment decisions. I, th I think maybe that's like, that's what they're telling. No, I, I don't think but... like, I, I wouldn't be like these, they're, they're wall street people coming in there trying to invest money. But I think like on a low level, the sneaker head buys sneakers for an investment. Right? Right. They buy it and they wear it. They'll be like, I know I can get my money back. Or sometimes if they get it for retail, they can make a ton of money or even a, a, a good deal. So I, I don't know. I feel like that it's, it's, it's in their mentalities now to be yeah. thinking like that. So I think there's a bit of investment. What going. do you, do you think that many of these people, let's just pull everyone together who spent over $1,500 on a shirt on one of these auctions? What percentage? Do you think you could, if you got an honest answer, have buyer's remorse? Do you think most of these people are like, I'm happy with? No, I think not. I think a very like, low yeah. percentage. <laughs> I think a low percentage have buyer's remorse. 
good. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. no, I don't think they do. I know this this guy from the guy who bought the six thousand dollars shirt. He's pretty pretty known through some friends of mine, and they say mm-hmm. he collects crazy shirts and he spends a lot of money on crazy shirts. So it seems yeah. it's the first time he's done it, and it won't be the last time. There's totally. also a couple other people in the lives all the time. I won't mention their handles, but I a lot of people have sent me DMs going like these guys just keep buying, buying, buying. Like there's there's a few people that spend yeah. a lot every weekend. And totally. they're not dumb. They're not doing it right to just wear these shirts. Some people have some plans. We don't know what they are. Maybe there's gonna be some stores that pop up that are insane soon. Or there is some plans happening. I know people have some objectives with what they're doing with this buying. Nobody mm-hmm. would yeah. I'm going to cut this clip here. Thank you for coming on and talking about this shirt with me. Yes. Great. Thanks for having me. Last but not least, we got Sean, Chonker Sean of Amazon Men's Room. Thanks for coming on the show. How's it going? It's going good, buddy. Good to see you, man. Hi. You're on the internet. They're so sterling. We've known each other for a long time from Rose Bowl. You, you and me actually had a had a bit of a beef when we first met because you were trying to tax me hard on a t-shirt. What's up, dude? What? How, how was I trying to, how was it, how, what t-shirt? The Burton shirt, which I got eventually. Oh, dude, come on. You're, you, you like taxing people too. That's part of the business. You got to fill, you got to fill people out. And then when you get to know them, it's like chills out a little more. Yeah, totally. You know? But I always start out like, I always start out like more rigid with people because that way they don't try to take advantage of you. And that you know, way, like you, when, you, when you show hard, your soft side, it like loosens them up. You're like, Ooh, he's actually, he's actually just a nice soft hearted guy. Yeah. It's good, to, it's good to have a hard edge. And then, and then it, at least in business in my thing, at least the way I do things, because then like, it's only, it's only going to get better. If your first impression is just terrible, it's only going to get better from that point on. Oh, I've never heard that one, dude. That's awesome. So just give a shitty first impression, then it's all uphill from there. Yeah. Instead of, like, downhill. I don't think that's only restricted to business, dude. Oh, yeah. My wife says that's, like, just me in general. <laughs> that's, that's everywhere. That's you with the waitresses. Just oh, dude, my, uh. My friends will tell me, he's like, you're the only person I know that can have someone trying to stab you. And then like, like 30 minutes or at the end of the night, you're like drinking. Yeah. They're buying you drink. You're buying drinks for each other and like singing together. Oh fuck. That is so perfect. That describes you so well, dude. Yeah. It's just kind of the way it is. Today we're going to talk about what's going on in the market, dude, with this crazy t-shirt boom, the virtual fleas. Disney shirts selling for $6,000. Yeah, it's a little nuts. A little I just nuts. think that uh, in general, I don't understand why an adult would want to wear a children's item. It, it's, it's really strange to me. It's almost like, I don't know how to put this uh, without sounding like a total asshole. It's uh, okay. <laughs> Um, you have fans they're gonna understand it's, i just feel like the kids are just so childish like what like what i was saying when we were in our 20s it was like dude all i thought about was like chasing girls these kids like yeah. want to sit at home and watch like pixar and like collect t-shirts they don't even like have girlfriends or anything like that it's just yeah strange. It's, it's funny point to make okay when i was in my 20s like i could think about watching like faces of death or yeah. jackass movies or like, you know, obviously I watch skate movies and shit, but um, 
I wasn't out there looking. We'd for always this. talk about the whiskey video, the whiskey, the snowboard oh, yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, whiskey. Exactly. Exactly. Bum fights and all that shit. So, what was your like when you were in your twenties? Like, what was your nostalgia? Did you even like look back to when you were a kid Same and look for some of those items? No, like all the stuff that I collect is like the same stuff I've been into the whole time since I started the business. And like, it's funny to see like, you know, like I'm just pretty true to what I do. And I feel like Mike is like that and Larry's kind of like that. But there's all these other people like Afterlife and I feel like you guys are pretty versatile where you kind of like pay attention to the market. Who's Mike? Like, who'd you, who'd who'd I like who? Filth Mart Mike. Oh yeah, like yeah. he's been doing the same thing since he started. Yeah, and like there's like it, it's just there's just like different ways. But I feel like that's probably because we have a different platform of also getting stuff. Since you guys have like a raghouse connection, you kind of got to take what's there. Or these kids in the bins, you know, they got to kind of take what what they see. But like I'm just like sitting around like buying shit off the internet or buying stuff from other dealers instead of like going anywhere. That's why I can kind of do whatever I want and kind of buy to my taste, which I probably yeah. don't make as much money as some of these other people do that do the stuff that they do, but we live really comfortably and have a good life. So what, what the yeah. fuck am I going to do about? You know, I'm actually doing what I like doing. You build, you've built an audience for that product and that, that niche of market that you're in, right? People expect to get certain things from you. You guys have a, have like a pop in Etsy where you have a, probably a pretty loyal clientele that looks for a certain product, right? We're to our demographic too, you know, like we're like supplying people in our age bracket. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years, you know, because those people probably aren't going to be spending the money like t-shirts, you know, they're making all that tech money now. So they have the money to do that and they buy a thousand dollar jacket or something like that. But who's to say in 10 years, they'll even give a shit. And then are we going to be lost in the dust? Like if that happens, I'll probably do something else. Maybe I'll like, a bar or a restaurant or something you know do something i'm not like i i just like i'm so stuck in my ways now that it's just like i'm like the fucking old guy it's like get off my lawn kind of shit you know so, in, so your, just, in your your life in vintage how much is the most you've ever sold a t-shirt for do you remember the most i've ever sold a t-shirt for i think like 1500 or something what what was it but like it was I just sold a psychic TV shirt for like 1200, like a month ago, but I'm trying to think of like, but I've done like big deals, like $10,000 t-shirt deals and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, where so that psychic TV shirt. Do you think that is higher value than it used to be? Or is that kind of what it's always been? For a while? It's pretty much, it's pretty much this, you know, it's, it's in as far as the last 10 years, it's pretty much been the same. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's maybe a little bit higher because of, um, because of like kids are kind of like, oh, maybe Travis Scott uh, freaking used it as a foul towel or something like that, you know? Courtside at the freaking Houston game. You obviously saw, I don't know if you did see this, but Travis Scott partnered with McDonald's. I seen a Travis Scott meal. Oh my God. And, and that's another thing to me, like guys like LeBron James, they wanted like, they want to like talk all this shit. And it's like, he has no problem freaking, uh, taking money from the Chinese and criticizing anybody that criticizes like when Hong Kong happened and LeBron's like, Oh, you know, we got to start with the Chinese government on this one. And I'm just like, dude, oh, it's okay if you're making money off it. But like these people, you know, they're like, 
pretty much slaves. You know, they're like kidnapping people and doing slave labor over there. He doesn't have a problem with that, but he has a problem with everything else going on. I, it, it really doesn't make any sense to me. A guy like Travis Scott, it's like, if you're, if anything, you're doing a huge disservice to the black community because the average black male in America dies at like 55 due to like poor health. Yeah. And you're going to be shoving fucking McDonald's down their fucking throat and promoting mm -hmm. that. Like these guys are biggest, the biggest fucking hypocrites on the planet. And I'm just tired of it. Yeah, it's insane. I, I was talking it's, to it's about this the other day and you're, you're a hundred percent right. He's glorifying the worst food in America, and he's making it cool for everyone. It's, kill, it's, killing, it's killing minorities. It, it kills the poor people in our country. Yeah. It's like, if anything, you know, a person at, at his stature should be like pushing organic food or, or juices or like, you know, like that's the kind of services we need. And the government should be actually subsidizing lunches that way for, for kids and especially in those communities where you know they're not getting like good food at home you know they you know like some of those people in los angeles they in like you know compton stuff like that they've only eaten at conveniences stores their whole lives yeah it is it is like a lower income thing it's like that's all they can afford and that sometimes for some families mcdonald's could be like a special meal out you know and he's he's making it uh it's it's insane. It looks super bad on him, and it is like the worst case sellout. It's well, it's it's disgusting to me seeing these people like selling like their 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 ticket stubs for the Travis Scott T-shirt with his little white character on it. You know, that looks like the little baby Penny Hardaway thing. It looks like something Reggie would have made. You know, like it looks like a fashion figure. Stores and fucking ripping down the the quarter pounder meal signs off the window and selling those on eBay. It's disgusting. So let's have some more info on this t-shirt, this t-shirt market right now. Do you think what, so say somebody goes out and buys a $6,000 t-shirt, right? Or, and that like, and that was like the first one that started to like get everyone talking about this, but t-shirts going for a thousand or 1500 or 2000 is like so normal now. And it's really crazy. It is fucking crazy. So, but it's all like childish kind of shit, you know, it's not like, it's very childish. Like stuff, it, you know, it's like very childish. The Disney stuff is childish, but then you have stuff like, like the Pulp Fictions or um, other interesting movie tees going for big money, which I can well, kind like of fucking mask, like the worst movie ever oh made. God, that's crazy. And why is it the mask? And then you have other Jim Carrey movies that go for fucking like twenty. They're actually like Dumb and Dumber is a much better movie. Yeah. Or like, or say like the Cable Guy or something like that. That's like a much more sophisticated movie. It's just like the childish shit. It's like really like baseline, like, you know, it's in your first 10 years of life, you start understand that humor. Maybe these people aren't regressing be, be beyond the age of nine or 10. They're like stuck in this nine or 10 year old mode where they still want Pokemon and shit like that. And they don't want to chase after girls or boys or whatever your fancy is, you know, it, it, it's just like, maybe it's, it's really because strange. like, you know, I never, it's funny, your take is so different. And it's, it's interesting, but I wonder if it's because there's so many new kids getting into it that that's like the easiest, lowest hanging fruit shit to be interested in and to learn about. Well, it's also, you got to also factor in this. It's like the stuff that I'm looking for versus what they're looking for. It's like, how many times are you going to walk into a Goodwill and see like a Primal Scream shirt or like something like that sitting on the right? Probably never in your lifetime. But these like other things like, you know, a, a, like a Pixar movie or, a, 
you know, like say like a hookup skate key or something like that. You know, there was millions of those things made, so they're floating around, you know? So maybe it's like that's part of what drives the migrant too, because you can actually find these things, you know? They're act actually feasible for you to go into a Goodwill bins or like a thrift store and, and, and actually find that kind of thing. So that might be driving up the market too, because it's accessible. It has to be. There has to be a level of accessibility to make it even known to the mass market. And again, right. like you're talking, you know, primal scream in the thrift. Guaranteed 90% of the kids picking right now would pass that by because they have no idea what it is. It takes... I think they grab anything. At, at, a, at that price point, they'll grab anything that they think they can make money on. And then they'll be like, anybody know what this is? Because like it's lit fire, sick-ass graphic, but I don't know what fuck it is. Yeah, you know, like to a degree, but if they if they don't if they don't even understand it, like it takes time to learn. Like, like again, yeah, sure. If it's single stitch, they're gonna grab it because these kids just don't care. They they'll buy it the buck ninety nine, right? Not only that, it's like, dude, what's the price point? If you're paying fifty cents for a t shirt, you're gonna take that risk unless you're like totally wet brain, you know. But there's you'd kids, have to be really I, stupid. I know, I know some guys who hit the bins and they're like they're like I got this pair of Levi's that five other bin kids just passed. That's like a, like a hidden rivet, you know, double X. Like these kids aren't even in, a lot of them aren't interested in even getting educated in something outside Disney t-shirts or whatever. what they're not interested. I mean, I, I understand that. I, I understand that if that's like your interest and that's what's like driving you to motivate yourself to do what you're doing. Like I couldn't just like, like it's, it's the same thing. If like I'm interested in what I'm interested, they're interested in what they're interested in, you know, what the fuck can you do about it? You know, well, I'm not going to get excited finding a Pixar team. I'd probably throw it back because I don't care. I'm not motivated by money at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, you know, I, I like I, money. It's cool. But, like, I'm not going to work as hard as those kids to find, like, some Disney shirt. If I, like, randomly found it, I'd be like, oh, Drew, do you, do you guys want this thing or something like that? Because I just wouldn't know what to do with it. Or Sam or something. I would, I'd, I'd contact Sam. I'd be like, Sam, what are you paying for this? It'd be like five bucks. I'd be cool ship <laughs> you know yeah but you can't you got you're not gonna leave it because it's if you found it for 50 cents it's like you just take it yeah and but i don't even thrift anymore i don't i'm not getting the top dollar that these kids are getting no fucking way like i i'm lucky i have shit on my website i, right I question now. if it's like real i question like that these prices if they're if they're actually paying well you know when something's well, I've, heard, I've heard talks that the six thousand dollar shirt wasn't was like some some conspiracy and i'm like come on like i've spoke to the guy who bought it he seems like a nice legit dude yeah. and i've people have vouched for him i don't know well i mean but i mean teach their own have you watched a live okay let's talk about that have you watched a live or I've, I've watched that i've watched and i like chris chris is a super cool dude like he's super nice he's always been super considerate and i'm not like and i respect his hustle or whatever but like dude the people that he has on that show are literally they seem like some of the most ignorant people on the fucking planet. It's like, I, it, I, I mean, it's I, just I like listening to them. I don't, I don't sit around. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a fire ass graphic, dude. It's a fire ass graphic. But Chris is always the same. <laughs> and, and power to if, if these kids if these kids like that shit power to the kids for watching it but i think yeah i mean i'm sure people feel the same way about some of the stuff we talk about but i'm like i'm, I'm literally like a dude from come town or something you know like i just i don't care and like i and i don't have a problem speaking your, my mind you need stuff. your brain 
out there more, dude. You're one of the fucking funniest guys I know. You got to talk more shit. You got to get on it. Here's yeah. So this live thing has been going now for, I don't know, like since COVID six months, but it's like, obviously the last couple months been going ridiculous. Like you probably see it on your feed all the time. There's like five at once going on or something, right? Yeah. It's, it's cranky. I talk to Taryn and stuff like I'll, and I'll talk to Chris. Like those guys are like friends of mine. I, I like them a lot. I think they're nice people, um, but I'll talk to Kirby and yeah. shit like that. Kirby's been doing that fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> little thrifty did little dead thrifty or whatever yeah he's going in yeah. on i'm supposed to go see kirby soon actually i talked to him recently kirby's, uh, kirby's hilarious yeah no shit you don't have the aussie this is gonna you, know what aussies, you know what aussies called gingers no rangies rangies yeah like a orangutan i was gonna say bogan but that's that's something else rangy well I, i'm kind of a ginger i guess i'm a rangy you know what the, you know the thrift thrift lord's nickname is to like from Nils and Justin and all of us. Well, we call him we call him the thumb because he looks like a thumb. Wow. Okay. While we're on this subject, so there's been many fake Instagram accounts. Many fake. There's there's uh, oh we're gonna go down this okay. road. What are the names? What was the original one? The which one are you talking about? The one that was going on like years ago that. We the never... Chonkers one? And then... Which one? The Chonkers one? Oh, yeah. Well, there's the Chonkers one. There, there's a fake Sean account. Fake Sean. It's like Seam Weathered I think, I, I think that I think that's uh, I think that's freaking Scorpio Rising Ryan. That's who I think that is. Seam Weathered Spoons? Okay. <laughs> but then... I think it is. I'm not sure. He denies yeah. it, but I think it's him. Nils deny. I don't know. I've always tried to figure out who any of these accounts are, and like none of them ever. I it's can never in that circle, though. It's like me, John, Nils, Ryan, it, like those 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 type of dudes that are just like secretly like fucking always cracking jokes. But we we mean it in a nice way. We're not oh, like you're getting trolled. We don't really hate these people. To the we just like to troll. If you're getting trolled. If you're getting trolled on Instagram, it's probably one of those people he just mentioned. 80% chance it's probably one of those people he just mentioned. And we don't mean it like to, we're just doing it to be the devil's act typically. You know, it's not like, we don't really hate anybody. We love everybody, but no, that's not true. We kind of hate everybody. But, but we do like have a lot of respect for us too. Like we, if we're giving you shit, we probably like, you're doing something right if we're giving you shit, basically. True. Because you're making money and we're not. You're noticed by the chonkers. You're just you're just a thrift. You're a thrift Kardashian. We call you Chonker. Your nickname's Chonker. Well, actually, you're Chonker Sean, but then there's Chonker John. Who? Well, they, you know how the Chonker thing started. Well, John used to do some sort of, you know, he was on the hill or whatever, and uh, years ago, and the freaking rednecks that like ran all the show out there in Northern California. They'd be like, we're going fucking chonkers this year, dude. Big old fucking nasty nugs, fucking chonkers. And that's how it like started. Because okay. I just thought it was so funny that that's what they would like <laughs> call the buds. So I, then I just started calling t-shirts and we all started calling t-shirts and things like that. Oh, it's a chonker. And then it just kind of caught on from there. But it's like, no one even talks about it anymore because more- because We're not all more... hanging out anymore at the Rose Bowl. That's why. We don't get to see each other yeah. anymore. You know, it's so weird. You know, so you're all on, here. on the chonker topic for a second. We used to have this, this term in my crew in Vancouver called shiny man. 
Shiny Man is a derogatory. T- well, we don't even know how it fucking started, but we saw it spray painted on a dumpster one day. It was like, go home, Shiny <laughs> Man, or something. And it was like, we basically figured out it was like a derogatory term for white guys from the Asians because we were like living in like a heavy oh, community. Oh. So they called us Shiny Man. Oh, we really? Tried. Yeah. And, and then one of my buddies actually got a tattooed in like a drunken bender. And we uh, getting shit for that for a long time. He was a shiny man. The all- He's the guy that disappears every time he goes to Reno. <laughs> You've been doing this how many years? Like you're you're at least fifteen years in this game, right? Twenty, over twenty probably now. Okay, over twenty. Since I was about eighteen in this business. Yeah. Now we've seen trends come and go like crazy, right? Obviously, vintage trends change all the time. You know, certain things are in one month. The right. Next it's month. always been like that. Exactly. And actually, there's always been your staple stuff. Yeah, but know? the staple stuff goes up and down in value. Always. It always will. So you are a guy that I admire for something that nobody else does. You'll buy a bunch of shit and you'll stash it for like five, six, seven years, 10 years. You, I know you're doing that because it's stuff that you appreciate and stuff that you like, like true historic vintage pieces, right? Right. What's your fucking theory behind that? Just because you want to you wanna hold it? You think it's never going to go down in value or you think it's going to go up in value or you just want to have it? I think it's a, it kind of factors into everything, but I always feel like, oh, if it's something I feel like it has cultural or historic significance, then I'll hold on to it for a while. And then like, I'll get a wild hair and sell it sometimes. But there's certain things I don't think I'd ever sell or if somebody, it would have to offer me crazy money. Or if like we decide to get out of the business someday, we'll have like all those special things you know, that are really cool, significant cultural things that we could, you know, help sell our business if we just want out, you know, because that'll probably happen someday, you know, I've but you can't, you can't have, you can't just sell like, oh, you have our name and there's like no product. You have to have, have shiny ornaments able to hustle your business off to somebody else that's going to make them want it. Well, that, there's different ways to sell a business. I've been researching this a lot. You know, you can sell goodwill. Goodwill is like your customer base, your name, your like social media accounts. You can sell those right. things for, for value. You don't have to have stock. Um, I'm terrible at social media. I mean, we're, we're terrible. I mean, people like find us and they're like, and then they're, they're like stoked, but we don't do, you know, like I don't do anything to promote business online. I don't know how I'm just like, I'm not very, I didn't have a computer till I was 27 years old. The kids are like on it, man. Dude, they're so there's they're like half machine yeah it's kind of fucked up i'm actually like we're, we're from the last generation where like we didn't have a computer when we grew up no dude i didn't have a computer till i was like in my 20s so like early 2000s isn't that crazy think about actually, i probably had a computer i remember like in high school how we had computer class where you're like whoa learning how to be all tech on this computer and it was so new and then you'd like you'd, you'd dark out on chat rooms with girls Cause you're like, we can talk to girls probably. And then it's, and it is some dude like sending you a dick pic instead of like a girl you think you're talking to. It's like some guy going <laughs> every time in high school I tell you, I you chat to like weird Russian pervert guy thinking it was some hot bra. He's <laughs> like, true. You thought you're talking, you thought you're talking to a, you thought you're talking to beautiful Russian woman, but you really, you're talking to my balls. Oh, shit. Back in Soviet Russia. <laughs> okay, I got to get back to this. Give, give me five examples of, of, of items you're never going to sell. I think that, that 
that shirt, you know about the like the painted shirt, the like tattoo flash one I got from Snappy. Yeah, which is like, that I, I don't like, like a early, it's like a 40s one or something. No, it's from 1912 to 1915. And it's all hand painted, wow. like on a Henley, like all sailor, like Jerry kind of flash, tattoo culture flash on a shirt. I probably never sell that unless it was like stupid money. And then just some like, you know, like my Iggy stuff, like some of my Velvet Underground stuff, just like stuff I really like like that, you know, that's like important to me as a kid and important to me like now, like it's just like stuff I like really genuinely love. If it's the right price, I'd sell anything. And um, if Travis Scott has to have it, can I say no? You got his phone number? You, you like, you, you type with Travis like that? No, I'm not, I, I'm not like, like people like celebrities buy stuff off our Etsy store, but like, like no one, no celebrities buy stuff through my Instagram. Yeah. Cause I'm not like, we used to be connected like that, but we're not, no one's hitting me up anymore. Really? I don't even They're care. Just, I don't even, I don't even like personally enjoy that business. Cause I feel like it's too much of a fun. They want something for free. You know, they're always like, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll wear it and get you like the hype. It's like, dude, I don't, I don't need like, you don't need any like, to wear anything to be you know like do you really want to be associated with kanye west at this point (laughs) i'm sure so (laughs) bill you know what i mean that guy's so he's so cringe man it's never worth the effort they say they're going to do something they never do it anyway sure like for frankie like we send product out to influencers and shit but even that it's like more effort than it's worth half the time the bubble what do you see happening to this to this t-shirt bubble man like do you have any projections here of what's going to go down well, I feel like once these kids' parents stop giving them thousands of dollars to buy T-shirts when they get affected by the COVID, and, you know, it's really going to start changing. So a lot of mom-and-pop places are going under. Like, there's a lot of shops in L.A. that aren't going to reopen back up. Like, close personal friends of ours that may not open, you know, and they don't foresee it opening, you know. Like, it's high, o- high overhead. overhead. It's high overhead. You have the you have the worry that you might get shut down again if your landlords are shit or looted or whatever is going yeah. on. Did uh, you sell your whole hookups collection? I sold half. You sold are you half. are you happy about it or like see yeah, what's something I mean, gone for me? No, I'm super happy about it. It's not like I was that attached. I'm not a, like I'm not attached to much, dude. I'm kind of like I You're have a lot. family. I have a big collection. But really, again, there's like probably 50 things that are really dear to my heart. And the rest is just stuff, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, like life is mainly about experiences. And if you can't have those with the people that you love, then what's the point, you know? It's it, like at the end of the day, you can't take any of the stuff with you. No. So it comes visits for a little bit and you get to hang on to it for a little bit and kind of like, you know, be into it for a second. But at the end of the day, let somebody else enjoy it and move on to something else, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. You're so right. It, I'm with you. Uh, I'm not half about half of life that. is namaste, and half of it is fuck you. Yeah, I like that one, dude. Balance, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to buy a camper this weekend. We're going to buy oh, really? uh, a full camper. So we're. You guys want to get a little tour of our camper? Let's see, buddy. Okay. I gotta go out. I gotta go outside. Oh, you're right. Life is about experiences. I'd rather have a camper, tour around, fuck all this material crap. There's the camper. Can Boy. you see it? Oh, yours is sick, dude. My wife's going to fit. There it is. Okay, we're going to cut it here, buddy. Okay. Thanks for coming on. I always appreciate your views. Yaman. Yeah, Take it easy. Okay.
Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, I know this was a long one. If you listen to the end, thank you. If you want to share it, if you want to share the love around, I appreciate that. If you want to support what I do, you can check out my Patreon. The link is down below. Go shop on fsandfrankvintage.com. I give 35% off to all the listeners of the show with code VTGN stuff. Again, that'll be down in the show notes. Okay, see you on the next one.